0: How do we get rid of aches and pains and empower ourselves to move confidently without medications or surgeries? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Eric Wallace of Motus RX Physical Therapy, and this is the Motus RX Audio Experience. Uh, so... We're gonna talk tonight about swing uh, setup posture and how it affects your swing potential. So like I talked about before, how you set yourself up is probably gonna dictate the um, success of the swing. Now, there are instances when somebody can look like who knows what as they set up and then they make the swing work and the ball goes where they want and the impact is pure. Uh, But those are usually your freaks that uh, have really, really good hand-eye coordination um, or just have figured out that their own little quirky way is their way. So um, as we move forward, make sure you're aware that uh, everybody's a little different. Everybody's swing is different. Body, body capabilities are going to make things different. But in an ideal situation, when we talk about setup posture, these are some things that are tried and true. Um, so items to consider when we're talking about setup posture, um, the first is going to be what type of posture do you have through the spine? And we're going to go into that a little bit, um, C posture, S posture, or a neutral posture. We are all some variation along the spectrum at some point of, uh, of these three. So we'll talk a little bit about what that means, um, how your hip foot rotation and your stance width, if you're not going to spend hours and hours in the gym with me or on your own. Uh, there are some minor changes that you can make it set up to probably enhance your turn and your stability as well as uh, power and so we'll talk a little bit about uh, those those simple changes uh, they're not earth-shattering things but they are uh, pretty helpful and then in terms of the technique or or uh, set posture in relation to the ball again i'm not going to overstep my bounds but we're going to talk a little bit about why the distance to or from Uh, where you are in relation to the ball on the ground, uh, how that might become more important for you when you're addressing changes to your setup posture. So uh, when we look at posture in the golf setup, um, we're gonna start with C posture, all right? So uh, C posture, and and what we'll do is we'll do a little bit of slide work, and then I'm gonna go over some live demonstration of of a couple of these things, just so it can kind of hammer home a little bit more what we're talking about. Uh, C posture is, I hate to say it, but that's going to be a little bit more for our probably older golfer, um, you know, maybe a little bit more rounded upper back. Shoulders tend to come forward. They don't have to be, you know, stuck at a desk all day with their work, but sometimes that goes hand in hand. And so their upper back is kind of round and curved as you can see in the image. Um, but then that kind of also leaves them with this flat butt effect. So it's almost like they have this big hump in their upper back, but then they don't have any uh, behind, so to speak. And really that's trouble, uh, troublesome for two reasons. One, if you have that upper upper back kind of roundedness, it makes it very, very challenging to develop any t- type of spinal turn. Um, but also, and, and I would almost argue equally as important is if you lose that hinge of the hips, uh, you're really gonna limit your, your power ability. So uh, if you don't have that hinge of the hips and you're basically setting up with a with a flat butt, so to speak, Uh, it's like trying to swing a golf club, standing upright, tall. You're not going to have any power potential. You're not gonna be able to use your hips. You're not going to be able to use your core. So that would be that C posture would be an exaggeration. That'd be the one end of the spectrum. Um, and I'll kind of go through in a little bit here, a couple different ways to figure out where you are in, in the spectrum. Um, the other end of the spectrum is an S posture. And so. Admittedly, this is something when I first got into the game. Um, I'm a late bloomer to golf but played a lot more of the power sports in in high school and so you know we're gonna see a lot of our football players you know if you see a power lifter more of a power athlete that tries to get into golf, they're gonna have this s posture a little bit more frequently because what they what they do is they, they tend to stick their tail out and get in their power position and they create create this um, this arching of the lower back so, Instead of the curvature being round up the upper back, now it's kind of arched at the lower back and they're giving themselves this excessive uh, behind, so to speak. Now, what happens here, the trouble with this is it makes it difficult to rotate your spine still, which is true for C posture, but the lower back is now really what's going to be taking on a lot of stress here. So the limitation in, in rotation is probably coming a little bit more because you're closing down joints and soft tissues in the lower back. Uh, A lot of people that have lower back pain with golf typically end up kind of, for whatever reason, defaulting to this posture when I look at their setup posture. Um, And again, the two go hand in hand. Lack of turn is troublesome, but we have a limited engagement of our abdominals and our core muscles, which really results again in the lack of power and lower back pain. The less that you can use your abdominals and your core muscles in the golf swing, the more of the stress is going to default onto your lower back. I'll uh, Again, I'll keep my eye on the chat here as we go along. Uh, and then we have neutral. So, neutral is just um, if you, well, I'll go over kind of what neutral looks like a little bit here when we do a live feed. But um, neutral is just the in between of those two, right? So, we wouldn't have an excessive curve in the upper back, we wouldn't have an excessive arch in the lower back. Um, the spine is not by default. The spine is not a, a straight line, but it would certainly be a lot closer to with our curves. Would be a lot closer to neutral with both the upper back and the lower back curve. Um, for some of us, it's not always physically realistic. So, um, a couple of examples would be spinal surgeries. You know, maybe just by default, your your spine is stuck in that position. Um, maybe you've had some other traumas where it's just going to be it's going to be challenging to modify this, but Typically, this is a, these are physical characteristics that people have that are modifiable, meaning you're not stuck with that setup posture just because you start there. Usually, it's something that you don't know you're doing, there's an imbalance in the muscles, or you're just defaulting to it, again, without really knowing that you're doing. Neutral becomes the ideal because it allows for the full rotation capability. All right. So naturally, if you want to get a good turn in the golf swing, it helps to start from that neutral position because... Anatomically, physiologically, that allows us the most turn. The other thing with that is we have less moving parts as we rotate. So if you start hunched in the upper back or you start excessively arched in the lower back, to get a big turn, you're gonna have to compensate your angles, meaning you're gonna have to lose that original golf posture you set up with. A different uh, conversation probably for a different week, but The more moving parts we have in the golf swing, the less repeatable the swing is, the less consistent the swing is, the less consistent the contact is. Uh, Also neutral allows for better power potential. So typically if you're neutral, that probably means your hips glutes are engaged. It probably means your abdominals are engaged and it probably means that you're connected between your upper and lower half a little bit more. So therefore you're gonna have a, uh, a more connected swing and a more powerful swing. All right, so a couple other things. That's uh, you know that's a little bit more of a, if we're looking at a golfer down the line towards their target. That's talking about that posture that way. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about posture if I was looking at you on, uh, front on. So kind of more of a a side to side type assessment for somebody. Um, so if you feel like your hips are tight, meaning um, you know anytime you try to rotate your hip, anytime you try to stretch your butt muscles anytime any any of that type of stuff if you just naturally feel like you have tighter hips there is a relatively quick fix that you could think about in your golf swing ideally if you're young and healthy we would try to work on the physical characteristics to improve them so that your swing is just freed up to be doing a little bit more what you want to do but that's not always the case and some people again they want kind of the quick the quick change or, or they want to be able to compensate now so Uh, If your hips are tight, one of the things you can think about is rotating feet out a little bit. And I'll do another live uh, demonstration of what I'm talking about here if this doesn't make sense. But if your hips are tight, you can start with the toes kind of flared out a little bit more. Rarely are you going to flare them in for any reason, but uh, the common thing is the individual that feels like they can't get as good of a turn as they want into their backswing, that individual might want to consider rotating their trail foot out a little bit, okay? Because what that does is it it starts their hip a little bit more, what we call externally rotated, so that when they go to internally rotate into that hip, they actually have freed up a little bit more movement, all right, versus if you just keep your toes straight forward, uh, you have less available range of motion or internal rotation to get into that. Now that can be common for people. The one that's really common is the lead foot or the lead side. Individuals that don't feel that strong or stable on their lead side and individuals that feel like they cannot turn into their lead hip uh, because it's too tight or they have knee pain or they have hip pain or back pain. Uh, Flaring that foot out on the lead side, usually there's very, very, very little risk and and quite a bit of reward in terms of opening up some movement, uh, giving yourself a little bit more stability through the foot and through that side. And that can really help with uh, turning, you know, into the golf swing and, and through, or into the golf ball and through the swing. Um, I never want to leave out uh, one side as being important, but the lead leg is just typically where we see a lot more of our problems, and, and usually just because that's where you're interacting so much with the ground through the downswing. Um, that lead side, if you're looking for help quick in terms of you don't want to wait six weeks for your glutes to get stronger or you, know, you wanna to try to make a change now while you're, while you're playing tomorrow, um, you know flaring that lead foot out quite a bit can help. Now, uh, a common thing that some people may, may know about, but others don't is we should be having a little bit wider stance uh, with our driver and our longer irons. So individuals that are um, feeling like maybe they, they don't have the balance, they're, they're losing balance, uh, they don't have the balance that they want on one leg or the other, maybe the swing feels like it gets a little bit wild and they're one of those uh, blow, up, blow up things outside of the, the car dealership. Um, widening the lower body automatically gives you lower body stability. So, and that's why with a driver and a longer iron, if we're taking a little bit bigger swing or we're swinging with a little bit higher speed, we should probably naturally already be widening the feet a little bit. Um, but I would argue that whether you have stability issues or not, That is one way to give you a little bit more stability, a little bit more power, um, and just feel like you have that balance. Now, the other thing that it does, um, we talked about the concept of sway and slide in my webinar a couple weeks ago, but um, sway or slide is where the hips are moving excessively away or towards your target at any point in the swing. Um, Usually sway happens away from the target on the backswing slide happens towards your target on the downswing. Now, a lot of times that's happening for people because they're actually starting with too narrow of a stance. And so um, because their stance is so narrow, in order to get any sort of weight shift happening, they actually kind of really have to excessively move their hips one way or the other. And that creates more moving parts like we talked about. So we want less moving parts, we want good rotation, but outside of the rotation and a little bit of side bend, we don't want a whole heck of a lot of other moving parts in the swing if we can help it. So sometimes widening the stance uh, naturally creates less moving parts. Uh, it creates less variability in the swing and then probably a little bit more consistency. So something to think about if you haven't, again, some of this stuff is probably not new to some of you otherwise, or other people it might be It might be fairly new, but the general concept and the mechanics of it are, are not, um, you know, not rocket science exam, uh, examples. And then lastly, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about setting up uh, over the ball, right? So um, I'm not talking about what I'm talking here about, I'm not gonna talk as much about, you know, setting the ball up forward in the stance, backward in the stance, anything like that. I'm gonna talk a little bit more how far away the ball is from you um, and and where there might be some, some things to consider here. So. I do still say uh, if you're working with a swing coach or you have a swing instructor, uh, it's probably gonna be beneficial to discuss this with them. I can talk to you about the biomechanics. So what happens a lot with the 2D video that we do and the 3D video that we do is a ball too far away from you. um, If you just think about what happens is ball too far away from you results in a little bit more of a forward uh, trunk flex to to get to get to the ball, right. Uh, And so biomechanics would tell us that because you have that more forward trunk flexion or forward trunk lean, it's very it's a lot more easy for the club to get vertical on the downswing. So um, individuals that talk about club path or know about club path you know, everybody's different. Everybody plays a different ball flight. Everybody uh, has different body characteristics, but ideally, you know, with, with some of our clubs, especially driver and longer irons, we don't want to be necessarily coming straight down with this vertical attack and taking a massive, uh, massive crater out of the earth. So sometimes people just for whatever reason, naturally, they, I don't know why, against it. sometimes it's just a comfort thing. This is how we if you played a sport where you're more used to being in an athletic position or it's just whatever your body defaults to, but if the ball is too far away from you, your trunk comes forward and it's very easy for you to have that, it's very easy for that shaft to come back down vertically. Sometimes what that leads to is almost an over-the-top pattern or an outside the in pattern. If you feel like that's something you struggle with and you haven't thought about this yet, moving the ball closer to you even as scary and awkward as it might sound at times, moving the ball closer to you forces a little bit more of of true rotation of your body. Um, You're a little more upright and in order to get to the ball, instead of coming down where you're right on top of the ball and you're coming vertically, you're almost forced to uh, sweep across the ball or maybe a little bit more inside out. Now some people, again, everybody's different. Um, I'm using this as a suggestion, not an end-all be-all guarantee but i have seen a lot of people where they're setting up uh, our numbers on our on our 3d analysis tell us that they have a lot of trunk forward trunk flexion or forward trunk lean and then the resultant you know usually hand in hand correlation goes that their shaft is very vertical on the attack and they're almost over the top and then they kind of wonder why they have a slice and why they don't have the distance that they want so when we're talking about setup make sure you're thinking about some of these things you could be 100% beautiful. You know, you could be Dustin Johnson physically, and if you're setting up with the ball too far away from you, you're kind of forcing your own hand to probably take on some of these swing characteristics that we don't necessarily want. So thank you for listening to the Motus RX audio experience. If you would like more information on how to run through a pain to performance transformation in your life, then please go to our website, ModusRx.com. That's M-O-T-U-S-R-X.com. And there you can find free guides and helpful information to help you live a healthier, more active lifestyle. And until next time, this is Eric Wallace, and this is the RX audio experience.